This is the other side of that coin as a business owner and as the customer, you know, you need to recognize that there's not an alignment because what ended up happening? You end up getting charged a shitload of money in the account. Okay, here, are we ready? Are we away? Are we good? Are you listening? Right out. Double thumbs up. Let's go. I'm going to start with a couple of stories and, and I will join them together, but basically... This is why your bank manager is probably a dick. And it's a big statement, nice person, but not right for your business. So let me go back. And firstly, I just need to explain our business model so it makes a bit of sense. And this this is back in the day, not recent. So our business model, we grew produce, but that really, on reflection, probably wasn't the business model for the first 10 years of the business. It was actually really about building property. And this is what we'd do. We'd get a property and we'd, we'd use equity in the in the business or we'd use cash from another loan that we'd paid back to, to form the deposit. And normally, you know, you, it, I don't want to get too technical, but, but bear with me because I'll have to get a little bit technical so usually when you're in, in the ag space, like the, the, the any lender will want about 50% equity um, and depending on your cash flow and things have changed. I'm going back uh, over 10 years now. Things have changed in different environments, but just anyway, so you need about 50%. Depending on your cash flow, they'll end up to if you've got 30% equity. And so this was our business model. So we'd, we'd get that 30% equity. So straight away, it's a difficult lend. And then we'd use cash flow in the business and would invest into that property and would build it up. So by doing that, and it was all in-house, so we had the expertise, we'd fix fix it up and we'd lift the value of the asset and then we'd get it valued again and it'd be paid for out of cash flow. So so let's pick a number. For example, you pick a million-dollar property. Okay, so we put 300000 in, we've got 30% equity, we owe $700,000. So that's the initial loan. We spend 18 months out of cash flow fixing that property up, uh, again, using our in-house expertise, spending things out of cash flow. And once we're done, um, that property usually would, would grow by 50%. So let's call it 50%, for example. So now we've got a property that we paid a million for. We've, we've used our expertise to make it 1.5. Uh, we've borrowed 700000 So now we've got uh, equity in the property. We've got $800,000 equity, more than 50%. It's an easy lend. So that was the business model. But the first hurdle was getting across the line for that first 30% because that was difficult. Okay, so th- th- this was the problem. And I started with this is why your bank managers are probably a dick. So we knew our business model and we'd been doing this for maybe five, six years and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Had a good bank manager who supported this and he left. He actually moved to another bank. So we stayed with the bank and they were like, they, they struggled. It was a regional, regional appointment um, and they struggled to find somebody. So we were just sort of, you know, looking for the next person to come along. And I was speaking to to the senior guy at the time. He's like, oh, we found this great person. Uh, his wife's really successful. Um, he, she's got a, a high-paying corporate job and uh, he, they're looking to move back to the area to raise the kids. She can work remotely. Um, he's he's very experienced and this is a bit of a downgrade, so he's looking to to take a bit more balance. And it's like, excellent. We've got an experienced experience person, so he can, he can help us through, manage and navigate that. Anyway, the first meeting with him, he was just 
he'd, he'd stuck the rack in the queue. He he wasn't interested in doing anything that was a little bit hard. It was like, if you haven't got 50%, I'm not interested. And he was just completely unhelpful. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And even so far as we told him that this is the narrative, this is our business model, this is what we do. And the same thing, we had a line of credit, and I said to him, we're going to pay down this line of credit, then we're going to use that as a deposit uh, on this property that we're looking to buy, and this this will take about 18 months. So I'm giving this guy an 18-month timeline and just tick, 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 paying down the line of credit. We had the deposit aside. We had enough there for the 30%, same sort of thing. He had to support the, the 70% lend. He then had to have the patience for another 18 months for us to build equity. So telling the story, telling the story, telling the story. We'd made an offer on a place, and the day before, I went in and saw him and said, I'm going to write a check for X amount of money against this 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 uh, depo- uh, this line of credit that we've got. I need you to move some money across into our main account. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. It's like, what do you mean? I've been telling you for the last 80 months this is what we're going to do. It's like, I'm not going to do it because I can't support the the full loan. And it's like, this is, this is absolute BS. So... I went down to the to the sellers and hand in heart, I was like, "This is, this is my problem." And I told them told them exactly this story. And anyway, we worked out a another deal with them, and they ended up vendor finances financing us into that block. And forever grateful for them. But it was a really, really, really critical lesson. And and I'll come to the lesson. So, story number two: Why your accountant is probably a dick. So. When I got into my last business, um, there was a bit of succession planning there and I bought in and, and uh, the, my business partner's mum's exited the business. So we became a 50-50 split of the, the shareholder. And with her exiting, um, the accountant that they'd used for many years, he was also retiring. So we were up looking for another accountant. Okay, so that was that was um, no no big deal. That that's that's life. So I actually believe it or not, one time I thought I'd be an accountant, and when I was at university, uh, I actually went and uh, went to some information days for some different accounting firms throughout. And there was one firm that I went to that was uh, specialised in ag. They weren't. They were. A big firm, but not not one of the the big brand names, but they're still like what I call a second tier in the sense that they they are very corporate, specialised in ag. I like the way that they conducted themselves, and like, yeah, shit, we need an accountant. Let's go back to these guys. So we went back to those guys, and they came out, and it was good, and they seemed to get our business. But they were very corporate. We're SME, couple of young guys trying to figure it all out. So same thing happened with them in that. We, we send our accounts to them, and, and the first year, the bill might have been 15 grand. Okay, and, and we're growing and we're working hard, and we're also getting better at what we do right across the business. Like, we're getting our accounts neater, we're getting more staff, we're getting better staff. So the next year, our revenue our revenue's grown, and our accounts are tidier. And you've got to remember, the complexity of the business, it wasn't getting more complex, Um in the in what we did in the sense that we had a few big customers you know so we we had like less than 10 customers that did 95% of our revenue yes we had a few more staff but payroll pretty simple and again we were just buying more of the same doing more doing the same thing so complexity wasn't growing and we were getting better our our, our accounts were getting neater but the bill's gone up okay then the next couple of years the bill's gone up Next couple of years, bill's gone up. Like it went 20 grand, 50 grand, 70 grand, 90 grand over the space of 
10 years, like our business grew um, like three times and the, and the, the, the accounting bill grew five times and just adjust for inflation or whatever. But the back end is our business wasn't getting any more complicated. We were pro- providing much more professional books and the fees are just going up. It's like, this is, there's something amiss here. And I, and, and I couldn't work it out. I can't work it out. And so I'll bring it all together. And this is the point. Like, you've got to understand that people that you deal with your business are not necessarily aligned with your business and you need to pick. So if I go to the accountants, they were big corporate accountants and they were used to dealing with big corporates. So they just threw more people at the file. They just saw the opportunity and they charged. You know, they were lovely people. Like I really liked and respected them as people and I enjoyed their company. That's probably why we tolerated for so long. But shit, I kid you not, they were bureaucratically inflating. And that's a big accusation, but... I'm sure they were doing the work. They would, They just didn't need to do the work because we got better and better. And the other thing too is when we ask advice of our accountants, should we put in an internal accountant? It was like, oh, no, I don't think you need it. So, you know, again, we're asking the wrong person the wrong question, but it's like, shit, you know, that they weren't aligned with us as a, as a small business owner. So when I said your, your bank is probably a dick and your accountant too, what did we do? Well, we went and got an accountant that owned and ran the business. So, so the accountant that we moved to actually was a small business owner. They did most of the work. They understood how we thought. Like, yes, the numbers were growing, but our, the complexity wasn't growing. And if, if, if our business was getting more and more complex, absolutely, you need, you know, you need a corporate account. You need uh, an accountant with the firepower to resolve all those, those things, but it didn't. And the first thing that he said is like, you need to get an in-house person because you're big enough to, to you know, oh, they'll do most of the work. So that's what we did. And you can look at the, the wage cost and all of that other bits and pieces and say, oh, well, you weren't paying a wage. But overall, these guys, even though they were doing a, 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 a good job, they continued just to ratchet up the fees because we weren't aligned. And coming back to the bank manager, we, we were trying to grow our business aggressively within the lending criteria of the bank. And we, we came across a bank manager that wasn't really interested in growing their career. So they were going to do nothing that was a bit difficult. And as I said, it was just a bit hard. It wasn't impossible. We weren't doing anything illegal. We were just aggressive. So what did we do? We got rid of the bank manager and we went and found a younger bank manager who wanted to grow their career. So they, they wanted to do be more aggressive. They wanted to push the envelope. They wanted to grow their career with our business because the same sort of thing. If they grow our business, they get a promotion. They go from the local to the regional to the state level sort of thing, and, and, we can, and they can help us on that journey. So that is the point that I really want you to make you aware of is like look at business-to-business alignment because you as the customer – don't get frustrated, you know, take a, you know, 30,000 foot view and get really, really clear. So the bank manager, now when, you know, I'm looking for someone to do my banking in the business, I'm not picking the bank. I'm picking the person that's going to manage me and seeing if they're aligned. And for sure, if you're you're, you're at a state where you're, you're not looking to grow really aggressively, then then somebody that can give you great service that's not going to do anything hard, probably the right fit. If you're a big corporate and you need a corporate account, well, well, great, do that. But 
the the flip side of if you're a small business and you've got an account that is a in a small business, you'll probably be aligned. And and so it's just making that aware, being aware around that. There's a few other examples recently where I engaged um, somebody to do some some uh, a dashboard for the business. And the first thing is quite simple, uh, not too complex. And the meeting, three people turn up to the meeting from the other side. It's like, okay, shit, they're not the type of business that I want. I don't want a business that's going to come with three people to understand the problems that I've got. Uh, But if I'm a corporate, shit, a corporate wants to show, you know, wants the the supplier to, for lack of a better term, flex. To say, yes, we're here, we've got the capability, we can deliver, we can do whatever you want. Whereas I end up going with the, the... with a guy that worked from home uh, who worked with his wife, same thing. He's like, this is what you need. This is what we can do. We move quite quickly. Another example recently was uh, web development. I got my website changed over. And the the company that I engaged, which I like the, again, I like the company. I like the people. So I'm not throwing you know stones at the people. It's about that business-to-business alignment. Their niche and their specialty was, was building websites from – from a, a series of templates that they had. So it's like, I want a website, put it into this template, we go build it. So it was quite cost effective, but I wanted my, my website taken from one, uh, I wanted it moved into WordPress. So the same sort of thing. So I was actually outside of what they normally did and they just mucked it up. And it's not the people, it's just that I was the wrong customer for them. And so they gave me a I, I truly believe they're a pretty good business, but I had a shitty experience. And you know, as a business owner, as soon as you step outside of your niche, if you even know your niche, then you end up giving shitty experiences, you know, a good good business giving shitty experiences to customers that step outside. And that's the problem. But that this is the other side of that coin as a business owner and as the customer, you know, you need to recognize that there's not an alignment because what ended up happening, you end up getting charged a shitload of money in the accountants, you know, even though you're getting better, you end up with a bank manager who's not aligned with your goals, or you end up working with a company that is pretty good, but just doesn't deliver. So that's the point. Just be aware of the businesses you're dealing with and, and are you aligned with them? Anyway, keep growing your business. Thanks for hanging around.